Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 13 of the It's Coming podcast, our instant reaction to the UConn crushing of DePaul game. First things first, I wish I took a power nap this afternoon because that game was slow, it was long, it was a blowout, and now it's midnight and we're sitting here at the kitchen table recording this and I am ready for sleep because tomorrow night is going to be a late night again and it's going to be a much juicier matchup. All right, look, I... I, what, what I we, we recorded till 1.30 last night, and then I edited it, and then I woke up at 7.45 for work. So Hey, you know what? I'm on the student grind, too. You know, I had class this morning, too. That's, I did not skip. That's true. I, I slept through class. Anyways, UConn handily <laughs> defeats DePaul, right? I mean, last night we were like, hey, maybe the offense might struggle a little bit. Now UConn scores 94 points. Creighton who they will now play tomorrow. Uh, Creighton beat Butler by 31, and then UConn said, whatever you could do, I could do better, and decided to beat DePaul by 34. Here's a quick thing I noticed from just scanning over the stat sheet before we started. 12 players score for the Huskies. The only to not score, Akuka Cook and Matt Gary. It's pretty great in my opinion. Four in double digits as well. And I talked about it all game, right? I was like, Tyler Polly's going to finish this game with more points than Charlie Moore. And would you look at that? Tyler Polly, 9. Charlie Moore, 8. Yeah. It's a good scoring attack. Balanced. Had three guys score 14 and Booknight put in 10. And just one ground rule for this you know, instant recap. Let's not talk about Booknight's injury. It's just cramps. He's probably going to play tomorrow. There's no, no point in speculating. Uh, hopefully, you know... Hopefully he gets an IV tonight, goes well, drinks a lot, eats a lot of bananas. Hur- Hurley, Hurley wouldn't have made fun of him if it was anything to worry about, yeah. so I'm not too worried. But anyways, I mean, this was a dunk show. That was kind of fun. I mean, it would have been really fun to be there, just blowing the doors off to Paul. Yeah. I mean... Uh, what was your favorite dunk from tonight? Uh, probably Andre going uh, rever- like under and reverse... Uh, and then the best part is him just looking like he he doesn't care less that he just he just dunked the ball uh, onto Paul's face. What about you? For me, it's Isaiah Whaley getting the steal first play of the second half. And I was like, dunk it, dunk it. And he's like, nah. I'm passing it to Tyrese. And I was like, no, Tyrese is going to get blocked. And then Tyrese is like, boom, 360 on your face. You know, <laughs> what did Dan Hurley say at the beginning of this season? Good teams dunk. Dan and Hurley did say that. You know I, what else good teams do? I, I don't know. Real quick, I don't know if if any if there's like stats for them counting dunks, but I feel like this is the most we dunked all year. Maybe against Hartford or, or, or CCSU, but I would find it hard-pressed to see another game where we dunked more than tonight. I mean, today's a game where Josh Carlton dunked. So This is true. That says a lot. Today is also a game where Richie Springs scored and Andrew Hurley, Pulled the infamous knock-on-the-door kid at 8 p.m., th- he scored a three. I mean, he pulled up that, from New Jersey and, and, and buried that it. play, too. Uh, Andre Jackson, his vision and his passing ability is off the charts. Like, I, I could not believe, one, he was able to see him, and two, he was able to whip that pass. Uh, he sees what RJ Cole does doing that uh, hip hip pass into the lane and he's like yeah let me let me get out on that and <laughs> it is a good time like he, he's really 
he, he's going to be a special passer. Yeah, he really he just always seems to know where guys are going to be and has the strength and timing to get it to them just right on time. UConn up to 18 in Ken Palm, right behind Villanova, who's at 15 and just lost in the first round or their first game today to Georgetown. It's UConn's highest ranking in a number of years, right? Since, what, 2015 or 2016? I mean, since before we since were UConn before fans. I even cared about UConn. And, you know, I just like that, like Hurley talked about tonight, they got out to a lead in the first half, comfortable lead. And before halftime, they closed it out strong. 45 to 22 at the half. Yep. And then the second half, they come back and they just leave no doubt. You know, slam the door early. Largest lead of the game, 39. Yeah, and you win by 34 points. That's comfortable. That's, you know, that's leaving no doubt. It's not giving DePaul any chance, any feeling like, oh, we're in this game. And it also gives you a chance to rest some guys at the end, which is really crucial. You want guys like RJ Cole and Tyrese Martin, your. You know, supporting cast for James Booknight to be ready to go right. come tomorrow night against Creighton. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're bringing in, started bringing in the uh, the guys that don't play too much. What, eight minutes left in the game? I mean, it's great. How how much how much more could you want? The only way that would ever be bad is if you're the one getting blown out. Um, a few other things: twenty assists for the team tonight. How often do you see that? Twenty assists, and uh, they forced. DePaul into 15 turnovers. Pretty happy about that. Isaiah Whaley, four blocks. Well, like usual, you know, clockwork for a guy like him. Uh, if we look a little more at the, I guess you could say, X's and O's or the box score, the rebounding number is what really stands out. UConn, 53 rebounds. DePaul, 32. 21 rebounding, 21 more rebounds for UConn. And that led to 19 more shots. So yes, UConn only shot 45%. But when you put up 19 more shots, that just, you know, you're going to win most games when you do that. They didn't shoot great from three. High volume, 28 attempts, only hit eight. It's 29%. But, you know, four of their five starters were in double figures. Sonogo, 14. Martin, 14. RJ Cole, 14. Booknight, 10. And then off the bench, you got Pauly with nine. Gaffney with seven. Jackson with six. That's yeah. that's balanced scoring. That's what you want. Nobody was in foul trouble. You know, everybody was rebounding well, moving the ball well. The offense, I mean, against a crappy team like DePaul, you don't need to play great to win, but they just looked, you know, like the far superior team. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you just said no one in foul trouble. And I'm looking at the, at the box score now, and I realize Andre Jackson finishes another game with four fouls. Quiet four fouls, must I say? He did have two in the first half uh, again. Yeah, there you go. Um, what else? Uh, RJ eight assists by himself of the twenty. Uh, go you, uh, Javisa. Big happy. Uh, <laughs> what else about this game? Uh, Tyrese Martin was a menace on the offensive glass. It felt like every single shot that was coming off the rim yeah, was he going in his hands. He was just hands. ripping them down. And one thing too about Tyrese is he's really starting to finish better around the rim. He was one of four from deep today. But he's just starting to become a lot more consistent around the rim. There were the patches early in the season where his layups just would not fall for whatever reason. In postgame, when he comes out and says that playing in the Big East tournament is something he's dreamed of his whole life, you know, you know that just it makes you feel good for a kid like Martin who started his career at URI, 
transferred to UConn and has just become you know a key piece in a UConn team that is just hitting their stride at the right time. Yeah, how much more could you ask for from from a guy like that? Uh, my one biggest complaint about this game, and I mean, when the team plays like this, it's probably going to be everyone's complaint. Uh, the camera angles. Oh my god, it's brutal. At the, at the beginning of the game, I was like, man, this this lower sideline cam is so sick. Like, this is great for. I think you might have said it like for fast breaks. Like, it's it's a good time and. Yeah, and then it's like, dude, this is brutal. Like, I, I can't watch the team rebound the ball, tw- like get two offensive rebounds from this angle. This is this is brutal. Like I said, it, it's like when you watch a hockey game and they put the behind-the-net camera on, and I'm like, all right, this is cool. But put it on for more than five seconds, and I'm going to start losing my mind. And the best play of the first half was the alley-oop from – RJ Cole to James Booknight, and, and they we it. were on the floor for that, and we did not see it. So, <sighs> although did make us feel like we were back at games for UCTV recording from the floor. So yes, you know they did us a favor there. Yeah, you get that alley oop right in front of your face, and you look at your footage, and, and there's the, the ref stood in front of it. Yeah. So there's that. Why don't we look ahead a little bit to tomorrow or today's opponent when this episode comes out? Creighton. Yeah, Creighton. Uh, it's it's such an interesting case because, right, you were like, first you didn't know if McDermott was going to be here for the tournament. Okay, he's here, and then you're like, but is there, is he here and he's here because he wants to be here or is he here because everyone wants him here? And you didn't know if, if there, is there going to be turmoil. And, uh, I mean, you know, they kicked Butler pretty good. I think a lot of teams oh, could kick Butler. Butler, good. baby. Yeah, but uh, Midwest it's, it's, powerhouse. It's, it's just it's interesting because you're like, you're like, man, you you'd think maybe it would be a little more unsettling, and maybe it still is. And the guys are just like, yeah, let's just you know play for ourselves. Who knows? But uh, I, I don't know, man. But you know, Zagorowski has come out a few times, uh, multiple times after games uh, to defend McDermott. So, you know, maybe, you know, truly the team is over it. And, uh, you know, end of the day, now you got to go play a team that you lost to twice in the regular season. One of them, a very winnable game. The other one, you played without your superstar. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be one of the marquee games in college basketball. Friday night, New York City, you know, place 9 rocking. p.m. tip. Yeah, like you said, the place, that place will be rocking. They beat the doors off of Butler today. Um, you know, they played probably their best game in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, they sort of struggled down the finish line. Zagorowski, 18. Damian Jefferson, 14. From there, you know, not much. It was Chris, Christian Bishop with 10 and Denzel Mahoney with 8. And then a smattering yeah. of guys, you know, in single digits. But this is a Creighton team that, that can really fill it up. And at times I, you know, I thought UConn's defense looked great tonight. But at times they were also like, Hey, DePaul is really bad. <laughs> they don't really have any guys who can go isolation except for Charlie Moore, who only scored eight points. So the big thing for me tomorrow night is going to be the defense. Um, you know, Are you able to contain Marcus Zagorowski and make the secondary guys step up? And are those secondary guys going to step up and hit right. big shots like they did when they came to Gamble and Damian Jefferson hit a shot with .2 seconds to go? Creighton has one hell of a supporting cast. Like you said, they, you know Bishop, Balak, Cockbrunner. Uh, I'm missing one. Mahoney, Jefferson. I mean, 
it's a very very impressive lineup of of, of scoring talent. So um, should I should I beat the dead horse on how I think about how UConn plays against other teams' guards? Should I do it? Do it. Should I do it? Do UConn it. UConn loves to play well against other teams' <laughs> top guards. Obviously, not every game, and obviously. Marcus Zagorowski is Marcus Zagorowski. But, uh, you know, like you said, keys to success, I, it's, I think it's it's going to come down to how well Dan Hurley is going to be able to have the matchups out there on the court um, to solidify that, that defense. It's going to be about getting off to a good start, too. I mean, the good thing is you lose this game and you're still in the NCAA tournament. You know, it's not a bad loss. They have the resume. They have enough wins. They're not on the bubble anymore. And another good thing is that there's, you know, there's like no pressure. You know, it's not a game that they're expected to win. It's not a game where you're playing in front of a packed house. Um, it's not the first postseason experience for much of the team. So yes, you're playing against a really strong Creighton team, but you're hot right now. You're playing your best basketball of the season. You're in New York City. You've got the energy flowing. You've got, you know, you've got everything on your side. And if James Booknight is is playing. The last time he played against Creighton, it was a 40-piece. You know, he carried UConn, almost carried them to a win, and I'm expecting just an absolute doozy of a game tomorrow night. It should be a lot yeah. more interesting than tonight against DePaul. It's 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 going to be a good one for sure, especially when you know, I just talked about Creighton's supporting cast. But like you said, you, UConn's supporting cast tonight, right? Everyone chipped in. Adama, 14 points. Tyrese, a very quiet double-double. I mean, James Booknight guy only had ten points. So, like you said, imagine what he's what he's going to do tomorrow when he's going to play thirty four minutes. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a good one all around. Just a, a fun game to watch. Like you said, there's there's no stress on UConn or UConn's fans that oh my god, we got to win this game or we're not making the NCAA tournament. Not saying you're not putting your all into winning this game, but you get to enjoy it, right? It's not like, at least for me, when your team is playing overtime hockey in the NHL playoffs and you're like, oh shit, if they score, like, this is going to suck. It's fun too. I mean, you look at the other side of the bracket and nobody wants to get ahead of themselves, but Seton Hall, Georgetown, no Villanova anymore. And, you know, you you think that whoever wins this UConn-Creighton game will have the better chance at winning the Big East title. Right. Now, no no one wants to walk into that that Georgetown buzzsaw. Oh, the Javon Blair. The, the vaunted Georgetown buzzsaw. But, I mean, you got to yeah. take things one at a time, you know. You got to take it every four-minute chunk of the game. You just got to you gotta execute. You got to stay out of foul trouble. You got to play smart. You got to play good defense. And, you know, Creighton can really fill it up. You don't always have to match them. You know, if you go down by six, you don't have to get that back with two back-to-back threes. You know, chip away, chip away, chip away. Boom, get a seal, get a stop, get a score, and all of a sudden you're back in the game. And UConn just has so many weapons that I'm, I'm feeling confident. No, I yeah. I mean, I'm feeling confident too. Why not, right? You've won, what does this game make it, six of your last seven? Something like that. Uh, math is hard, so. Yeah, ma- yeah, man. Math is hard when I'm an accounting major. We get to use calculators. Not my accountant. Uh, <laughs> not yet. So, yeah, I mean, confident, but uh, I'm just looking forward to what's going to be an excellent game, like you said, on a Friday night. Um, what more could you want? 
Yeah, check it. The stats: seven of the last eight, including five straight. Okay. So can they make it six? We'll see. UConn Creighton, 9 p.m. FS1. I think it's going to be Gus Johnson on the call yet again. Hopefully, it'll be a more exciting call. Maybe some clutch threes. Maybe some onions. But whatever it is, it's UConn, it's Creighton, and it's the semifinals of the Big East tournament. And if UConn wins, we'll be back with another instant recap on the It's Coming podcast. So for Matt Gefford, I'm Noam Watt. Get a good night's sleep, everybody. And take my advice, take a power nap tomorrow afternoon because it could be a long, late night of UConn basketball. We'll talk to you later.